Welcome to the Faith Seeking Freedom Podcast, a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute. Your questions about faith and liberty deserve thoughtful answers, and we're dedicated to giving you solid responses so you can live free and flourish. Who is the greatest libertarian Christian thinker? That's such a hard question to answer, and that's why we saved it for last on this episode, because I don't really think I could answer with like, who is the greatest? And, and I realize that you're not asking us to like make a definitive historical statement that will last forever on who the greatest libertarian Christian thinker is. But there are a lot of good ones out there. In fact, there are a lot of libertarian thinkers who don't directly tie their libertarian arguments to their faith that are out there. There's a lot of, a lot of people that do that. But Nick, do you have any favorites or people that you kind of look up to that you're like, wow, they make a really good case for libertarianism that you respect? Well, like you said, there's a lot of different people that could be cited here, and I certainly don't have a singular favorite. I draw on a lot of different thinkers and scholars, but I guess I will make one mention, not as the greatest libertarian Christian thinker, but just someone who's a very important libertarian Christian who's not very well known, at least in 2018, is Roger Williams. And don't don't confuse this with there is a congressman, I believe, named Roger Williams. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Roger Williams, the founder of Rhode Island back in the 18th century, who was a very sort of proto-libertarian, a very early proto-libertarian Christian thinker in colonial America. Well, actually, I suppose this would have been the, uh, the 17th century. I don't remember exactly when he, when he lived. But Roger Williams was a Puritan minister in Massachusetts. And this is before the founding of the United States. This is the colonial era. And he was a fervent defender of, of freedom of conscience. And he, he was against the sort of Puritan theocracy that had formed in Massachusetts on Christian theological grounds. And he was persecuted and basically exiled out of Massachusetts. And he went and founded Rhode Island specifically Providence. It's named Providence because he viewed it as being from the providence of God. And for a while there, Rhode Island was sort of operating as a anarchic society with strong Christian overtones. Now, unfortunately, later in his life, Roger Williams kind of did a bit of a shift and became a bit more statist than he was when he was younger. So that's, that's rather tragic. But his, his legacy there I think is very important and, and worth looking at. Doug, how about you? What do you think about this question? Yeah, well, you know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny that you would, this would be asked right now because one of the most recent episodes that we've had is with Mary Ruart. And I had a conversation with her about our book, Healing Our World. And the book has been writ was written in the early 90s and it's been updated along the way. And I've read a lot of books on libertarianism. I started reading this about a little over a decade ago. Um, sorry, not this book. I started reading about libertarianism you know, a little over a decade ago. You know, It started a little bit with Ron Paul. It went to Edmund Opitz. Uh, I listened a lot to Tom Woods. There's Christian economists that I read. And then there were the people who I actually didn't realize were Christians or I kind of, they weren't making the Christian argument. But, you know, honestly, Mary Ruart does an excellent job of connecting in a very non-preachy kind of way, if I could kind of say it that way, in her book, Healing Our World. So I'm kind of enamored a little bit right now with the arguments and the way that she's making her argument in, in her book right now. I realize that that's not sort of taking in the broad scope of libertarianism or even, as Nick kind of says, proto-libertarianism as well. There are a lot of really good uh, writers out there. Edmund Opitz, David Lipscomb, 
You know, you have people like Larry Reed, who's a Christian. You have great arguments being made by new voices, like in the book called To Freedom. You have uh, John Coben, who's written books like Christian Theology and Public Policy. There's just a lot of really good Christian thinkers who have written about the state, who have written about the Christian critique of the state. What I wish were true is that I could tell you that some of the writers that are really scholarly regarding, you know, biblical theology, like people like Walter Wink or Walter Brueggemann, in that sort of sphere of Christianity, I really wish they could embrace libertarianism because they make so many really wonderful anti-empire, anti-state arguments. Alas, we have not convinced them yet of embracing libertarianism, but they have really good arguments that I think, and Nick, Nick also agrees with me here because we've talked about this, make a really good libertarian argument against the state. Those are some people that we uh, that we look up to, that we've read. And of course, there's also people that don't even declare libertarianism and we're just like, wow, you're making our argument for us. This podcast was inspired by our popular book, Faith Seeking Freedom, which is available on Kindle, softcover, and audiobook at faithseekingfreedom.com. Want your questions answered on our podcast? Email us at podcast at libertarianchristians.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so we can reach more Christians with the message of liberty.